are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into today's episode of Locked On Mariners, let's talk about Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Thursday, August 12th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. My name is Tidane Gonzalez and I am joined as always, by Colby Patnode. We're the new hosts of Locked On Mariners. So if this is your first time tuning in since the change, welcome. It's going to be a pretty fun show because this, Colby, is the first time since we started that we'll be recapping a Mariners victory, a 2-1 win over the Texas Rangers. Luis Torrens with a walk-off single that almost went out of the park in the bottom of the ninth, giving the Mariners their 60th win of the season. We're also going to be talking about whether or not the Mariners should pick up Kyle Seager's club option this winter. And then we'll wrap things up by taking a look at Jake Arietta, who was just released by the Cubs, and see if that's a potential fit for a Seattle team that could always use the pitching depth. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Locked On Mariners wherever you're listening to this. We'll be posting a podcast per day, Monday through Friday, every week as the season moves along. Colby, it wasn't at all pretty, but a win's a win, I I guess. <laughs> the Mariners' offense was still downright awful for the most part, but luckily the Rangers are just that much worse, and the Mariners were able to make a minor comeback to win last night's game. But let's start not with the offense, but instead looking at the man who started the game for the Mariners, left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson. In his third start since being acquired from the Pirates of the trade deadline, Anderson's pitch count went up pretty high right away, but he was able to give the Mariners five and a third innings pitch of one run ball, six hits allowed, four strikeouts, and surprisingly, despite the high pitch count, he didn't walk anyone. What did you think about Anderson last night? Yeah, he was solid. It was um it, it was it was kind of funny. You know, I, I saw the lefty on the mound who's a soft tosser and he's you know he's he's got his pants up a little bit and and the delivery is not mm-hmm. similar at all but it, I just got Jamie Moyer vibes from him you know um, again it's it's not the same I mean but it is a you know cutter change up heavy lefty who throws mm-hmm. pretty soft compared to the rest of the league so um, yeah you know I just kind of got those those Jamie Moyer vibes while I was watching him pitch um, and he was he was good you know like you said the pitch count got up on him a little bit but he did manage it. Uh, pretty well after the uh, after I believe it was the first inning was was pretty. It was after know, the maybe. after the second inning, the second inning. through two innings, he was at forty four pitches. Right, and he gets through five at at ninety four. So, um, it, it it was a good good night for him. Uh, the changeup was really working. He got six whiffs on twenty one swings. Um, not not a you know Anderson's not a swing and miss guy. He wants you to make contact. He wants you to you know make very specific type of contact. Uh, but, you know, he mixed it up pretty well, uh, mostly fastball changeup, but he did throw a fair amount of cutters in there as well. Uh, you know, he just challenged guys. He went right after him, got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very aggressive in the strike zone, as evident by the zero walks. He will look like Tyler Anderson. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's becoming cliche to say, you know, 
what is Tyler Anderson looking like? And you, we keep saying, well, he looks like Tyler Anderson, but he does. He's going to give you five, six innings. He's going to keep you in the ball game. Probably not going to give up more than three or four runs. Um, and that's exactly what you need from your number five starter. And, and, you know, it just kind of continues this nice little role that the Mariners uh, pitching staff is on where, where they've been pretty good. Unfortunately, the offense is, has uh, not been carrying its own weight. Yeah. And unfortunately, every team ahead of them in the wild card race won last night. So they don't make up any ground. They do You're stay at five and a half games back. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. No. You never know. Wake me up. Wake me up when they're within two. Then I'll care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're just solely focused on development right now, which you know I don't blame you. Um, let's talk about Joe Smith. <laughs> I, I think I think I think this dude uh, deserves some airtime here because you know they make the Kendall Graveman trade, they get Abraham Toro, who's been incredible. He had another two hit night for the Mariners last night. Joe Smith, uh, a, you know. I mean, the, the the whole thing was, oh, well, you're depleting a really good bullpen. You're depleting your strength by trading Graveman by, you know, you're giving up two months of Graveman. You get back Joe Smith, who had been struggling uh, with the Astros this year. But now Smith has come over five innings pitch and he's only allowed one base runner as a Mariner. And last night he came in in a big, big moment with a runner on third, one out. And uh, he comes back with a strikeout, start things off, gets the second out, and uh, comes out of that completely unscathed. He's been uh, pretty much everything that Kendall Graveman gives you. <laughs> it's it's not as you know fun as as Graveman, but sure. it's, it's sure. been just as effective, if not more so. So, uh, yeah, and you know we always kind of saw this uh, this kind of rebound coming because you look at Joe Smith's track record, and it is. Mm-hmm. Unparalleled, unparalleled. The guy is, is closing in on uh, 900 games pitched at the big league level. Uh, and mm-hmm. we knew he was a great clubhouse guy. So we knew that this was going to serve as some kind of positive regression here for Seattle. And, and so far it has. So, uh, yeah, he's been really good at the very worst. He's adequately filled the uh, Shark Wah uh, role, uh, which, uh, you know, obviously Shark, Shark Wah was traded. For Castillo. So, yeah, Joe Smith's been a good find. And what do you know? Another really good, you know, impact player that Jerry got at the deadline. And it's just interesting, you know, because last night, Tyler Anderson, Diego Castillo, Joe Smith and Abraham Toro were huge. And you don't win that game without those guys. And I just I I can't remember what those guys all have in common. Do you? I I feel like there's something (laughs) about those guys that maybe we should be talking about a little bit more, especially at those who were critical of, of some of the moves that Jerry made, but you know, who's got time to, for that? to quote, to quote my, one of my favorite personalities in Mariners, Twitter, Jer- a savage Depoto, chills. Depoto did it again. <laughs> yes. Turo reached three times last night. Uh, man, he is, uh, he's been fun, man. He has been. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's been really fun. Um, Jerry Kelnick had a hustle double in the ninth inning to get things started, uh, to, to, um, become the, the winning run eventually. Um, he's, you know, uh, like we talked about in our first episode of lockdown Mariners on Monday, seems like he's really starting to figure things out. Let's talk about, you know, a potential lineup reshuffle because clearly what they have right now isn't working. 
and the top of the order has been somewhat of a problem. So if you were to reshuffle the lineup, how would that look like? Um, yeah, for me, I'm probably going, uh, as weird as it sounds, I'm probably going Ty France in the leadoff spot. Um, yeah, I agree I, with that, actually. He's been your best hitter since the break. It's it's really, I mean, it's him or Seager or Toro. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like those three guys should be in the first three spots in your lineup somehow. And if you want to keep keep Hanniger in there, fine. I think that's probably a good idea. But you're probably going something like France, Toro, Hanniger, Seager, or Seager, Hanniger, um, mm-hmm. depending on the matchup. I, I think it's important to get France and Toro at bats in the first inning and also, you know, just more at bats in general. Uh, if, if you're ever, you know, filling out a lineup card, I, I think a, a pretty helpful exercise is to say, okay, who, <clears throat> let's say, you know, average, you get four at bats a game, right? Who yeah. do we want to give the fifth at bat to? Like, which hitter do we want to have the fifth at bat? And right now for the Mariners, it's, it's probably France, right? So hit him lead off. Who's the second mm-hmm. guy you would most like to get a fifth at bat to? Probably Toro. Probably probably Toro. So there you go. And you just kind of go down the list. And, you know, mm-hmm. to get when you get to J.P. Crawford, you're probably down somewhere around sixth, which is a fine spot for him. So, um, yeah. And, you know, and J.P.'s been OK. He's been better recently. Um, but I just I think the the problem with J.P. is, is that you're basically you're you're capping yourself that he's going to maybe hit a single. Maybe he draws a walk, although that's that's been hit or miss lately. Yeah, France might pop a double. He might hit a home run, you know, and, and so it's not like J.P. Crawford can steal bases either. So uh, I, I just mm-hmm. want somebody in that leadoff spot who could actually do some damage, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because he's going to get more at bats than anybody. And I'd rather not that spot not go to a, a singles hitter is all. Yeah, a lot of folks look at the leadoff spot in a very um one track mind type of thing where it's just like, well, we only really care about the first inning with, you know, we want to set things up, you know, to, to score right away. And, but I mean, you got to think about it, you know, uh, from a nine inning perspective, um, that you want, I mean, (laughs) you know, mathematically speaking, you want your best guys to get the most at bats. Uh, that's going to give you the best chance to win. So, um, we'll see if Scott service reevaluates that. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about Kyle Seeger and whether the Mariners should pick up his club option next winter or this winter rather. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $350 dollars from a chain store whereas with rock auto 
it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, white fish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company, seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company, and right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box, wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. This is Locked On Mariners. The M's are getting set for an afternoon rubber match against the Rangers this afternoon. We'll be breaking down the action in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Mariners, along with a preview of their big weekend set against the Blue Jays. But now let's talk Kyle Dewar Seager. This year, Kyle Seager has slashed 217, 291, 441 with 25 home runs and a WRC plus of 102. He's been worth 2.3 Fangraphs war, but a big decision is coming up for the Mariners. Will they pick up his $15 million club option this winter, or will they let him walk? This is something Colby and I talked about on our Patreon show on Monday, so if you want to hear a more extensive look at the Seager situation, visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. So Colby, you know, Seager's still playing at a Kyle Seager level, but there's a you know, clear rift between him and the organization. He's one of the players who took the Kendall Graveman trade the hardest. Of course, earlier in the offseason, former Mariners CEO Kevin Mather called him overpaid amidst the, you know, the whole Rotary Club debacle. So, you know, what are you feeling on the uh, Seager situation? Yeah, you know, it's for the longest time I was I was on the, you know, bring him back train. Uh, they don't they didn't really have any in-house options that made sense. They clearly never thought Ty France was going to be that guy. Um, so yeah, for a long time I was on that train, but now it, it's, it appears that Toro is, is the guy, uh, that they are, I don't want to say grooming, but he's definitely the front runner, uh, next year. If Seeker does in fact leave, um, on top of that, you add in the, the comments that he made publicly about the, uh, Kendall Graveman trade. And, and it, it, it seems clear to me that this, this situation is ready for a, for a divorce. Um, and, and I think it's a fairly amicable divorce. I think it's something that both both sides want, um, but it does seem to be trending that direction. And, and again, with the addition of Toro, yeah, it's, it's I'm probably to the point now where I think it's it's probably time to move on. And um, you know, there, there's also baseball reasons certainly 
to to move on from Kyle Seeger. His strikeout rate is way up this year. He's chasing a lot more than he ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, the bat speed looks like it's a little bit it's it's half tick slower. Um, the defense has been declining, but it's still it's still quite good. Like Seager's not a bad mm-hmm. defender at third base by any stretch, but he's not you know the the top. He's not a Gold Glover anymore. No, yeah. no, he's he's probably about average. Um, makes some plays better than than other plays, but yeah, he, he's still a good player. Um, so yeah, like if Seattle did pick up the option, you're fine with it. It's it's Kyle Seager. Is he mm-hmm. worth fifteen million dollars? Yeah, probably. Um, and he is having a fantastic. Uh, start to the second half i i mean you look mm-hmm. at his his second half number since the all-star break uh i believe he's posting a 141 wrc plus uh mostly driven by power but the on-base skills it's just they're not there right now he's, he's not hitting enough uh for for enough average the the walk rates are fine uh they're about where they're supposed to be just not hitting for quite enough average um and you know, it, it seems like he's cheating on the fastball, which makes him more susceptible to breaking stuff, which is what he's chasing, uh, you know, this year. And that hence the strikeout numbers have gone up. So uh, I think mm-hmm. it's just probably time to, to send Kyle out on a on a high note um, and and and, you know, keep the door open if something changes this winter. But it feels like Toro's the guy they want to go with. And you can see why it's Toro's just probably a better player than Kyle Seeger right now. And he's cheaper. So, yeah. And even if they were to come across another third base option, they can move Toro to second base. He's looked more than Mm -hmm. fine there. So um, you would be fine with that. But, um, you know, and that's a that's a whole nother discussion, of course. But, you know, in terms of Seager, you know, I think really, um, you know, because obviously, you know, we've talked about this on Control the Zone. We're we're definitely going to talk about this more on on Lockdown Mariners that, you you got to come away from this offseason with either an, another third baseman or another second baseman. And so um, I think while you're searching for that option, you, you leave the door open with Seager. You you let him know that, hey, we this is a number that we would agree to bring you back on. And if we're not able to find something else, we'll come back around. And if you're not able to find another place that you're satisfied with, we'll, we'll come back around. Um, I don't know if Seager would be open to that right now because of the relationship with the um, with the franchise. Um, but leaving that door open and, and, and maintaining that line of connection just in case as a fallback, I think would be pretty smart overall. Um, and then, you know, and, and of course, Seager is going to take a while to probably sign with a team. No team is going to jump out right away and try to sign Kyle Seager. That's just not going to happen. Um, He's not going to be a priority. For other teams yeah so uh so t- going off of that tell me why maybe tr- you know picking up the option with the intention of trading him would work or not work <laughs> tell me why um tell yeah. me why yeah uh fantastic song best song of the 90s um but uh by the way 90s fireworks night uh tomorrow at uh, t-mobile if you're going have fun um, to nice. me, yes, <laughs> not, not sponsored, uh, to me, <laughs> hashtag not sponsored, not sponsored. That's right. <laughs> to me, uh, the, the picking up the option and trading him doesn't work, uh, because I think you're going to have to spend, send a fairly substantial amount of money to trade Kyle Seeger for what's probably going to end up being a Jake Shiner esque prospect. Um, mm-hmm. 
that I just I, I would rather have like hypothetically, right? Let's say it's six million dollars, yeah. right? They have mm-hmm. to they have to give six million dollars to the Mets to get whoever their version of of Jake Shiner is for Kyle Seager. I'd probably just rather you know have the six million dollars than that prospect. Now, right. obvi- obviously, there's a tipping point where the prospect mm-hmm. becomes good enough, or maybe it's a, a reliever or whatever. Maybe it's a major leaguer. There's a tipping point where yeah, it's worth more to get that player than to have the extra money. But I don't see that tipping point coming with Seager. I really do think it's going to be a, a, a Jake Shiner, uh, Donovan Walton, a, a Patrick Frick type of prospect. So I, I, I don't think that's worth you know six million dollars. I'd rather just have the money, especially if you know. I, I don't think they're going to do it. But if Stanton pulls the whole, you know, oh, we're we're we can't really afford blah blah blah. It it would be nice to be like, well, you cleared fifteen million on Seager, so. Um, right. Yeah. I, again, I don't think he's going to do that, but for me, I don't think the scales are going to tip to where the player you could get for Seager is going to be worth more than the, than the extra money that you'll have to spend in free agency mm-hmm. or in, or in the trade market. Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation, uh, to fans that if you want to see Kyle Seager in a Mariners uniform, you should probably get tickets for that last home series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's probably coming to an end. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, and, you, you should send him sorry. off with like. Sorry, I was just gonna say you should send him off with a, with a you know Felix Hernandez level of of love and and appreciation yeah. because the dude has been the rock of the franchise for what Future ten Mariners years. Now? Hall of Famer, he is, and he deserves every bit of the of you know the celebration that fans can give him. He he's worth it. He's been a great teammate, a great. Uh, guy and and you know obviously his family has has been very uh you know important uh mm-hmm. to you know the Seattle landscape so I, I I feel like yeah we we should be sending him off with some kind of big thank you at least uh so yeah get tickets for that last series and um mm-hmm. you know go go give him a standing O every single time he comes to the plate because he's earned that. All right, up next is Jake Arietta, an option for the Mariners. But first, a quick word from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online and on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Mariners, and they say you can never have enough pitching. And though Justin Dunn and Justice Sheffield appear to be getting closer to making a return, it would still potentially behoove the Mariners to add more depth. Jake Arrieta, veteran pitcher and World Series champion, was just released by the Cubs this morning. And this is a player that Colby and I had talked a little bit about during the offseason on Control the Zone. Not a great year for him, uh, and that's being very kind. Uh, hence his release from one, uh, one of the more mediocre teams in, in Major League Baseball, the Cubs. 6.88 ERA, 6.12 FIP, 7.71 K per nine, 4.07 walks per nine. And 86 and a third innings pitch. Uh, yeah, pretty ugly. Uh, but in terms of just a depth play, 
what do you think about Arietta as just in case you need a body? No. <laughs> very, I, very straight to the point. I would rather use Darren McCacken. I would rather use Ian McKinney. I would rather use Robert Duggar. No, 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 no. <laughs> 35 years old uh, in the 11th percentile and average, average exit velocity, 11th percentile and hard hit percentage, fourth percentile and XWOBA, fourth percentile and expected ERA. 29th percentile in barrel percentage, 14th percentile in K percentage, second percentile in whiff percentage, eighth percentile in chase rate. The oh. one positive, the one positive curveball spin, 78th percentile. That's literally it. Like <laughs> Jake Arietta is bad. It's, it's, you know, it's unfortunate um, because Arietta for a, a three-year stretch there was one of the best pitchers in baseball, but went to the Phillies was okay, not great, and now he's just he's, he's bad now. Opponents are hitting three seventy-one off of his sinker with a six thirty-four slugging. Jeez, I mean, it gets a little bit better with his slider. Opponents there are only hitting two sixty-one with a five sixty-eight <laughs> slugging. The curveball wow. has been his legitimately only good pitch. It's he gets thirty-five percent whiff rate on it. Um, opponents are only hitting a buck 84. They're slugging just 347 on it. So if Jake Arietta wants to come in out of the bullpen and just throw a bunch of curveballs, then okay. I, I'd mm-hmm. still rather have Robert Duggar. So, so no, right. just hard pass. No, if you want to add some depth, go sign Bartolo Colon and Edwin Jackson. Um, just, just leave, leave Jake Arietta out of, out of your organization. Yeah. Um, so in the event that uh, Logan Gilbert hits his innings cap, which seems fairly like we don't know exactly what that innings cap is, uh, what that limit is going to be. Uh, but assuming that happens at some point, uh, what are the options for the Mariners? Um, they would be who I just mentioned. Uh, it's, it's, you know, McCacken. Uh, yeah. Hopefully McKinney before either McCacken or Duggar. For some reason, they seem very hesitant to uh, to go that route, which is is odd to me because um, McKinney's been pretty good. Um, so that, that that seems odd. Uh, sounds like Sheffield is going out on a rehab assignment. Um, Dunn might be going out right after him, so they'll have some options, but I mean, not any good ones. Uh, Dunn is probably your best option, and. Mm-hmm. He hasn't pitched in two months, so it, it's you're, you're kind of stuck, which is you know makes the Tyler Anderson acquisition all the more important because without him, you'd have to fill two spots, you know. So it, it's I, I hope they give McKinney a shot. He's better than McCacken. I don't even think that's debatable. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, he's going to give you more depth or more innings than anybody like uh, Robert Duggar or any of the guys in the bullpen can. So. Um, I think it's, you know, you, you would see a Sheffield or Dunn are ready to go. And if they're not, then I would hope McKinney would be next, but so far Seattle has not wanted to go that route. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you tuning in and hope to see you tomorrow as we put a bow on this Rangers series and preview what's to come on the weekend against Toronto. For more on the Rangers Mariners series, check out Lockdown Rangers with host Bryce Patrick for the other side's reaction to this week's series. 
For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez, and this has been Locked On Mariners. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.